How many of you believe that God is real? That Jesus is alive? Amen? Do you believe he can transform anyone? Do you know that eternity is a lot better and longer than this temporal time that we live in now? We're talking about reach this entire month. You know, our mission statement is to love, reach, and equip. We're a church that loves. We love God. We love people. And we're a church that reaches. Calvary, we continue to speak this over you. We are a soul-winning church. Say amen to that. We're a soul-winning church. Why? Because we believe what we just said. God is real. Jesus is alive. And he can transform anyone's life. And eternity is a lot longer than the temporal world we live in. Amen. This idea of reach, there is an urgency to it. And so we are a soul-winning church. We are a missions-sending church. We believe in world missions. We believe in local missions because we believe, genuinely believe what we just said. Amen? Amen. So why don't you grab the little missions card that's at your seat, if you would. I believe there's one to share um, kind of with your family or whatever in those bottom seat areas. If you're missing one, we'll make sure you get one next week. But I just want to pause for a second before we get into this morning just talk to you about this. This is the week to go and ask God to help you know what you are meant to do in the area of local and world missions. Our missions pledges is a faith promise pledge. We are asking God to pass through our hands additional resource to send around the world and to reach people here and globally for Him. Let me say it like this. Your tithe comes to the local church. Your tithe helps produce everything that we do here at Calvary. Did you also know, maybe you didn't know this, did you know that we as Calvary, when we receive your total tithe, we take 11% and we sow into missions with 11% of that. Did you know that? We as a church practice this very principle of sowing, that we don't just receive, we also sow, knowing that God takes that seed and changes the world but also continues to provide the resource here at Calvary. You should celebrate that, everybody. Let's clap. Let's celebrate that. Because we model what we believe. We model what we believe. And so what we're asking you to do is continue to put your local tithe and offering here. And God is faithful with that. There's testimonies all over the room and on the internet how God's been faithful with that. But this is something above and beyond that. This is this sense of God, we're asking you to increase us even another percent or two or whatever you might do, and we want to give that to world missions so that we're not just focused on what God's doing in our church or in our family here, but around the world. Because God's heart is around the world. God's heart is others, amen? Every tribe, every tongue. Don't you love that picture in the book of Revelation where you see every nation represented up there in heaven in the, in the, in the, in the throne room, worshiping the Lamb, glory and honor unto the Lamb? Well, how did every tribe and every tongue get there? It's because someone sent someone around the world to preach the gospel because you're saved by hearing the good news of Jesus and putting your faith in that. Amen? So I want you to see it like this, if you would, please. Sometimes when we talk about tithing or sometimes when we talk about faith promises, first of all, it's a faith promise. It's, a, it's, a, it's saying, God, if you'll help me do this, I'll give it to you. What we're not asking you to do is see your life as one pizza, and you're trying to make 12 slices out of an eight-slice pizza. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Those of you that like pizza, give me an amen. Yeah. 
I understand what that's like for you to feel like you have to shave off more of that same size pizza slice because you're trying to give it to so many places or do so many things with it. Here's what a faith promise is. You're asking the Lord to increase the size of your pizza. Somebody say hallelujah. God, increase the size of the pizza and I will be faithful to give to you that increase that you put through my hands for the missions pledge. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. How many of you hungry now? All right. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, talking about being a witness. Last week, I discussed with you, can I get a witness? And we talked about sharing our personal story. Do you remember that from last week, sharing your personal story? How many of you remember from last week? Raise your hand. Awesome. That's wonderful. You guys have great attention memory. That's awesome. I appreciate that, because you would have left me hanging if no one raised their hand. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody remembered it seven days later. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus speaking. He's got his disciples gathered. He has the early church gathered. This is what he tells them. This is just before he ascends. This is like his final statement, kind of handing us the football, right? Saying, all right, I've done my part. Now it's time for you to do your part. And this is what he says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, we said this last week. The Holy Spirit comes upon you not to help you feel something, but to make, help you do something. Amen? It's not about just getting goosebumps. It's about changing the world. It's about setting people free. The Holy Spirit's power is upon you to set people free, to bring the good news and signs and wonders demonstrating the reality of that good news. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses. Witnesses are those who've seen something, experienced something, heard something, and they're there to share what they've seen, experienced, or heard. Telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. Today, that's what we're talking about. This, this Sunday, we're talking about our Jerusalem and our Judea. If you knew the, kind of the geography of that passage of Scripture, it kind of started in Jerusalem. Judea was a little larger. That was kind of the general area or territory. And then it went out to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And so this weekend, we are highlighting or sharing with you some of our local outreaches that you, you as Calvary are part of. We want you to hear the stories of life change and what your seed is accomplishing and why we partner with these individuals. When you're looking at this faith promise this week, this is not necessarily about, okay, just put a number down. My, my real prayer this weekend and next weekend in Missions Banquet and, and when we talk about world missions next week is, is, is not so much the number on there, but that we as a congregation, that our hearts fall in love with missions. Our hearts really believe again in sending people to be witnesses, to go change and transform lives. Because it's not a box to be checked off saying, okay, I gave my little missions thing. It's about partnering them in covenant, amen? Partnering with them in prayer, partnering with them in resource, partnering with them saying, I believe in what you're doing and we stand behind it and we celebrate and we're there doing warfare to help you believe God to use you and we believe it's working. Missions is working. It's changing people's lives. Missions are transforming cities and nations and families, amen? Sometimes we just categorize as missions, but missions are making a difference. They're making a difference. And so today I want you to hear about some of those local differences that you are making. Would you welcome our guests up to the platform today? Today we have with us our pregnancy center, our local pregnancy center, and our teen challenge center. Go ahead, stand up. 
Go ahead and stand up. Give them a good, good welcome. Welcome them big time. These are our missionaries local. These are our ambassadors carrying the gospel, carrying the power of God to transform lives, to go places that we may never go, to speak to people we'll never speak to, and to see the power of God change their lives. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Well, first I'm going to come over here and talk to our Teen Challenge uh, ministries, Jeremy and Christine. Christina. Sorry, I forgot the uh. They do that with Maria all the time. People call her Marie, and I'm like, there's an uh on the end. Um, Teen Challenge, just a brief background for myself. When I was a little kid, I felt the call of God into ministry. I was probably 10, 11 years old, got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like our kids here uh, at church. And one of the ministries, one of the services that genuinely impacted me was Teen Challenge. I grew up in a little Assembly of God church in Southern California. It's called Lighthouse Assembly of God in Riverside. And I remember to this day, we were just a little church of about 75, 80 people, but Teen Challenge would come in, and they would bring 30 guys, maybe 40. They would sing in a choir. They would share stories of testimony. And I just remembered hearing these stories, how Jesus transformed this individual's lives. They were, they were, they were bound. They were addicted. Like, their life was just falling apart. And every single one of them just started talking about Jesus. Jesus did this, and Jesus did that. And you see their life, like, transforming in such a powerful way. And even myself, as a kid, I was like, if Jesus can do that, I want to give my life to talk to people about Jesus because I want to see people do, have that kind of transformation. And so Teen Challenge was a big part of even why I said yes to, to preach the gospel myself. So I just want to, on behalf of myself and anyone, thank you for Teen Challenge. Thank you for what you guys do today. And we just want to hear about you, the ministry, and what God's put in your heart to tell us today about Teen Challenge. Amen. I just want to say first off that we could not be more thankful for this opportunity to be at Calvary. Uh, Calvary has been a church that has always been there for us. Um, you know, the relationship between uh, Teen Challenge and Calvary is just not a financial dealing, you know. Um, throughout the years, my, my wife and I got here about four years ago. This is one church where we knew we could always count on when we were in, in need of anything. And I just want to share just a few of the things where Calvary has sown into the ministry of Teen Challenge. Uh, the first thing is uh, last year when COVID hit, um, absolutely um, hit our center very hard. We had two outbreaks on campus, had to shut down our microenterprises. Um, intakes were dropping, and it took a huge hit. And uh, we had to come up, you know, we prayed, and God put on our heart to do a match campaign. And I'm just going to tell you, um, once again, Calvary came to the rescue, um, supported us, which helped keep the doors of Teen Challenge open, making it possible, even through COVID, for us to be able to bring men into the program and get their life right with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. The next thing is uh, sponsorships. You know, whenever we got a golf tournament or we got an event coming up, uh, sorry, Calvary is always the first church to put their hands up. Hey, what can we do to help? How can we sponsor? We're here for you guys. And, um, you know, another thing that they did uh, a couple of years back was they bought us a laser machine. When you guys were coming in the doors, you probably saw this table with a bunch of wood art and, and different things. Well, that was made on the laser machine that Calvary purchased for Teen Challenge. That one-time, you know, gift of that laser machine has made the ministry thousands and thousands of dollars making these products, making it possible to bring men into the program for little to no cost. So, again, thank you, Calvary. Um, yes. 